This week on the Push Four Legs podcast, presented by Bear Bells, our guest is temporary vegan Dr. Coach Emil. Talking about his month being a vegan, we find out some real science about the diet and all the stuff that happened to him whilst being a vegan. Three, two, one. Let's all be vegan, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dammy. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? Very well, thank you. We have a very special guest with us today who has nearly yeah. turned into a tree. He's <laughs> the size of a tree, anyway. <laughs> um, we have Emil, I'm a vegan, Goliath. Hi. I don't know if I've mentioned, but uh, I'm a vegan. He's vegan, yeah. apparently. It means he has to like ride the bus first and all that kind of stuff and gets a parking space. I believe that's yes. right, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. I've seen that. I, I ran my whole month based on that uh, theory, yes. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> he's now part of a club. He's done it for a month, so he's he's in. He's He's gone through the initiation. Mm. He now um, constantly has a leaf necklace. And yeah, um, yeah he... he Smells funny now of soil. I mean, originally fish, when when he announced he, he was uh, becoming a vegan, we just thought he was doing it to just get the tap into the vegan followers and get a, his social media game up. I think. Oh, was, I've I've yeah. seen the, I've seen the results. Yeah, I mean, it's an experiment, mate. That that was there the was main plenty, thing, guys. There was cynical, <laughs> of people sliding into his DMs. Let me tell you that. Oh, absolutely. Not outrageous. just female either. No. Let's leave it there. We anyway, <laughs> so we are gonna touch, we're gonna touch on Emil's vegan experiment. So, Emil, tell everyone what it is you did, why you did it, um, and kind of what the results were. Yeah, so I mean, I went vegan for the month of August for thirty-one days. Um, the reasoning was um, that there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion behind the whole vegan thing as in the guys who are vegan are very, very, or some of them at least are very, very militant and vocal about it. And, you know, the equal opposite reaction from everyone else is equally uh, militant and vocal, which means there's just a lot of noise and people throwing soil at each other. And, you know, when you actually want to find out about it, you can't because it's just people shouting abuse at each other. So I thought I'm going to actually, experience it do it myself see what all the fuss is about and you know see if there are any benefits to it and during that period i basically went vegan overnight um and sort of uh did watched what the health read um this book here how not to die by michael grieger sort of you know totally uh, what's the word immersed myself in the whole that, that uh, sounds like a pretty emotive title to a book uh yeah i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's the whole the whole thing basically but I, I wanted to embrace it i wanted to see you know without with an unbiased view i mean i'm i'm a if you don't know me a bodybuilding carnivore i have no um reason to want to just eat plants from a political or ethical point of view it was purely i'm a scientist and i wanted to experiment and see now this initially started as a sort of joke which then <laughs> Uh, escalated somewhat and a company that I work for which does blood reporting online the owner of which is a vegan and I mentioned it to her she then took me very seriously and 
I then couldn't get out of it. So with then we had blood tests basically included in, in the whole sort of thing, which made it even more scientific, even more interesting. And, you know, it got to the uh, end of July and I was like, oh, crap, I'm vegan tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, so then I had blood tests before and after. I, I sort of blogged the whole thing. And, I mean, to be honest, it's been so busy since that this is probably the first, um, what's the words, uh, debrief from the, the vegan situation so so yeah, yeah well we're... the most important thing is you didn't die i didn't die <laughs> so we, we appreciate we can at least kind of... we can at least say that that the vegan diet doesn't kill people that's the one <laughs> thing we can say and the fact is that we we have is this a I guess a push pull legs world exclusive on this body? is yeah yeah exactly great <laughs> we can claim that. that that's what we're about <laughs> So we then uh, we then delve straight into the. Uh, by the way, go go through your background of coaching, education, all through that. So we we, we know who Emil is essentially because there's, there's going to be listeners in Australia and America who don't obviously follow Team Box at all. Um, but he is a Team Box coach. <laughs> yes. So my name is Emil. I am a Team Box coach. But prior to this, I was a. I've always been in the fitness industry. I worked in a gym throughout university. I've played multiple sports rugby strongman I've done my gym qualifications I've done a sports science degree um, I've worked as a trainer in a gym I've done a lot of fitness related things and I'm also a doctor so I qualified as a medical doctor and did all that during university and then when I actually qualified I started working as a medical doctor and that took sort of priority for a couple of years realized that medicine wasn't what I wanted it to be. It was sort of curing symptoms or curing diseases rather than preventing them. So at that point, two years ago, I took a step back from mainstream medicine and went back to the fitness industry and became a, a nutrition coach, a nutrition and training coach. And that is, is now, but it's I do much more of that than I do medicine at the moment, but I want to combine and keep the medical side of it because it it's a very useful uh, qualification and skill to have within the nutrition and fitness industry. So, I mean, it allows me to sort of um, do and report blood tests and various other things, which you know takes nutrition coaching to the next level, basically. Absolutely, which is which is why it's kind of a nice, credible source for you to talk about it. To be honest, um, yeah. Heavily more qualified than me and Dan. We'll just kind of just keep popping vegan jokes every now and again. That's probably going to be our job mm. through this and have a complete anecdotal view of never being vegan. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, what was the crack? So, what um, should we should we delve right in? What were the results or what you did prelim? What you went through? Um, Go with like what, um, so what the effects were of it. So like how you felt kind of going through the process, like I guess week to week through the, through the month, how, how did you feel? How did things change? Did anything really change? And then I guess go over, you know, the results and, and what was found in the bloods and if it was anything significant. Yeah. So I basically, as I said, I was, I had a very, very busy July with a lot of uh, medical work and it basically got to the the night before the, the day I was supposed to start and I was like right well I've got literally no idea what I'm doing I haven't looked up any vegan foods I basically did an online shop in Sainsbury's typed in vegan and bought one of everything um <laughs> my um my uh, what's it supplement sponsor reflex had some pea protein 
um, which they just brought out. So I ordered a load of vegan supplements. Um, and that was my first week. Now I'm constantly doing silly experiments and things. And which is basically the reason I took up bodybuilding was to see how extreme I could take my body composition as flexibly as possible, sort of doing night shifts, uh, flying, traveling, you know, taking the piss with how extreme I was going while still getting into ridiculous shape. Um, and then just prior to my vegan experiment, I did a crash diet experiment and lost 12 kilos in four weeks. Um, so I was on a deficit anyway. And my plan as a vegan was to keep my macros the same. So keep my protein the same, keep my calories the same, um, and keep my training volume the same, but just convert to an entirely vegan diet. So, so just, just to, just to give everyone, uh, a bit of context there is Emil is nearly a hundred kilos. So mac- macros, oh yeah. <laughs> when you, I didn't, it depends on how, how lean you were at the time when you were doing it. I haven't been less than a hundred kilos uh, since I was about 16. <laughs> um, okay. Over a hundred, over a hundred kilos. I think it's the word you're going for. <laughs> but even if we were to use the hundred kilos as a number to go with, cause it's easier for my maths is if he was eating roughly three grams per kilo of protein, um, when he's dieting 300 grams of protein, probably close to that number, right? Emil, when you're on a vegan diet. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I, I, um, I, I like carbs. So when I diet, I tend to min-max my macros and drop my protein right down, even as a carnivore, as a, a normal dieter, um, and use carbs to protect the muscle into fuel training and all that. So I, I go to 200 grams. So two grams per kilo, just under effectively. Um, so that, I mean, that was my number. But 200 grams of protein is still a fair whack and I use that as a minimum I mean usually I'd have two to 250 just by the time you've you've had a decent dose of protein four times a day plus post-workout so it just adds up at you know 50 grams each time 250 roughly um so yeah so then going into the first week of veganism I was like right I am not going to compromise my protein intake so I lived off protein shakes um I used the pea protein shakes um, as I said, from reflex and before sort of using them, I, I, you know, did my Googling and and worked out that the leucine content was near enough identical and certainly sufficient to trigger uh, muscle protein synthesis. And the amino acid profile was also up there, which I was, you know, pleasantly surprised by actually. Um, it's actually between whey and egg white. So better than egg white and worse than whey. So, you know, it's up there. There might be a slight issue with, um, slightly poorer absorption, but um, certainly everything else sort of added up quite nicely. So the first week was very, very unoriginal. And I was basically getting a lot of my food or protein rather through um, through shakes, which is not really being a vegan. But I was vegan. I mean, I didn't touch any animals. Um, <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then the second week I sort of landed, I sort of started to work things out and I was eating vegan ready meals. So vegan junk food, basically. Um, so this was the, the product of my Sainsbury's shop. Um, you know, there's sort of those vegan meat replacements, the vegan sausages, vegan burgers, uh, vegan pies, all this sort of stuff. And what struck me with all of these is there was no protein in any of them. Um, I think you, you laughed at one of my uh, posts, Dan, where I posted like a thousand calories of vegan pie and it had like 16 grams of protein or something. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was totally pointless. And I think this week really proved that um, a lot of people said to me, oh, you're going you're gonna to get leaner as a vegan. And actually, you know, it's much more difficult 
to get lean as a vegan because there's just no lean protein sources. Um, you, you eat any sort of food and it's just full of carbs and fats. I mean, people think vegan is, yeah, vegetables, but you know, it's pastry, it's, you know, it's, it's oil, it's, it's just because it's not animal, it doesn't mean it's not full of crap. Um, and then the third and fourth week, I sort of found my stride and I started to really explore the various vegan protein sources. I was uh, cooking tofu, I was using corn with a Q, I was um, using loads and loads of beans. And, you know, actually at this point, I really, really started enjoying it. Um, and tofu is a bit of a pain in the ass. You have to press it to use it properly. You have to, like, drain all the water out of it, apparently, so I'm told. Um <laughs> Which is an, a bit of a sort of, it takes about, well, it takes about half an hour to do before you can eat it and cook it, which is a bit of a, a, a bit of effort. And then, but things like beans, absolutely phenomenal. You know, I totally rediscovered beans. Never, ever would have, I mean, I used beans, but I used them as kind of like, oh, beans are good. I should probably eat some beans, but they weren't like a thing. And then all of a sudden beans were rekindled and, and corn I discovered as well. Um, it's, it's a lean protein source, which I didn't even realize I kind of knew of it, but avoided it as one of those dodgy vegetarian options. But actually, it's it's entirely legit, and it doesn't taste much. But you can season it with whatever. By the time you put sauces and stuff in it, it's it's really really solid. Um, so that was the last two weeks, and um, that was basically what I did food wise. And my macros were pretty solid um, throughout. My body composition stayed about the same. My weight stayed about the same which, I mean, I was still trying to diet, so I suppose that counts as a fail, but it was much more difficult to stick to macros, much more difficult to stick to protein because you had to plan your whole day around the protein intake. You couldn't just, you know, figure out your protein and then eat anything else you wanted around it. Every single meal had to be planned around hitting your protein. Tofu is a load of fat. Beans are a load of carbs. Seitan is a load of carbs. So the protein is attached other macros it's not just like 200 grams of chicken you know jobs are good in um but i was eating huge volumes of food um so from and, and loads and loads of veg so it was absolutely phenomenal from that point of view um now totally anecdotally um, and as a scientist i know there are a lot of confounding factors but my doms my sort of muscle soreness was the most severe i've had in about 10 years um, you know, I was, I've been in deficits before I've, I've, um, had DOMS from severe workouts before, but I felt like I'd been hit, like uh, hit by a truck. I hadn't had these DOMS since I used to play rugby. Um, so that, that was, that was very, very marked for me. Like that, that was very new. And, but also I had more energy. I had more strength and more energy. And I assume I put out there totally speculatively <laughs> that um, it was because I was eating, even though I was eating enough protein, it was perhaps less variety of amino acids. Um, and whereas I was just about hitting my macros, I wasn't eating as much as often, perhaps. So my recovery was stunted on a number of occasions. Um, and also, um, yeah, I had more energy because I was eating more carbs, um, you know, because everything has carbs in it, basically. Um so, you know, those were to just to uh, totally anecdotal uh, observations. But from doing it, I am 100% convinced that you can be a world-class, you know, bodybuilder, that you can be a world-class powerlifter as a vegan. Everything you need is available. However, the diet is going to be significantly more boring. 
and significantly more limited. And you're going to have to be really on the ball with hitting all your macros, micros. Fiber is not going to be a problem, but everything else, <laughs> um, you know, you, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for years and messing about with with nutrition and things, and I found it difficult to make sure I got everything in. So if if you're just starting out and you want to be a vegan, it's tough. If you want to lose weight lose weight first and then become a vegan because trying to do both at the same time, you're going to run into, you're going to run into trouble. It's just, it's not easy. Um, um, I suppose that brings us quite neatly into the blood tests. Um, so the, basically the company I did it with was Medichex who I also uh, work for and report blood tests for. So they kindly uh, gave me some blood tests to sort of support this whole project. Um, and, I did the diet check ultravit, which is the test which kind of looks at a lot of factors that you will, that one might be changed by a severe diet. Um, so I did a set before I started and I did a set after I, after I finished. What I've got to say is that even before I started, I was still eating healthy, in inverted commas, even though I'm one of those horrible, dirty, flexible dieters. <laughs> and I was also in a deficit. So, you know, and I, and I was training a lot. So, you know, I wasn't expecting my bloods to be horrendous. Um, so my, my set of bloods before I started, I did kidney, liver, various blood markers, um, and then supplements including iron, vitamins, minerals, omega-3 ratio, and cholesterol. And they were pretty, pretty normal, pretty good as to be expected. There were various markers of protein intake and muscle damage which were significantly raised things like urea and creatinine and creatine kinase um, those were very very high in keeping with having a large amount of muscle mass and I think I did a leg session prior to this blood test so one of my markers was was really really high um, but those are, are sort of transient they're not they're not significant in that regard my uric acid was quite high another marker of protein intake and a risk factor for gout actually um which i was quite surprised and upset by um <laughs> only because i was like why, why the hell is that up like i <laughs> have no history of gout that's that's bizarre that's odd, yeah. yeah but my cholesterol profile was was absolutely perfect HDL was top end of normal, um, and so that was the healthy cholesterol, and LDL was, you know, sort of bang in the middle of healthy, which, you know, I report these blood tests, 80, 90% of them, the cholesterol markers are off, you know, in all ages, 20s, 30s, 40s. So I was I was pleasantly surprised that my cholesterol was, was spot on. Um, and then the other markers, vitamin B12 was well you know even above the normal range folate was was normal and magnesium was normal now interestingly i got my vitamin d tested and i supplement quite heavily with vitamin d um, i take 5000 iu a day which is a reasonably big dose by government standards and nhs standards but a sort of average dose by nutritionist standards i suppose um and my vitamin d was 78 um, so the normal range is 50 to 200 and, you know, nutritionists might consider 90 and above optimal. Would you roughly agree? Something like that? Yeah, between, yeah, I think it's like we had, when we were working with the footballers, they used to have their tests done all the time and they were trying to get between 90 and 110. Exactly. As like a, as like a, a, a gold standard, but so not was exactly anywhere near that either. No. And, and again, I report these tests and a lot of people are deficient, um, or just above, normal which is 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 enough not to get any bone disease but 
isn't optimal and you know being a bodybuilder and uh, wanting to be the best I wanted optimal I wanted 90 and I had 78 and considering you know I'm just come out of competition season so I was using sunbeds and smashing in vitamin D and to have my vitamin D come back at 78 I was quite um disappointed let's say <laughs> I think I we once had a footballer who was 19 19 oh really me. 19 yeah oh Jesus yeah he he got put on some serious up <laughs> yeah just started yeah. throwing at him great yeah <laughs> And so then the last one was my uh, essential fatty acids, so six omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, and it was through the roof. It was 16, so normal is less than three, basically. So that's what's that three to one, omega-6 to omega-3. Yeah. Um, so you get certain populations which have a one-to-one omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, which is kind of like next-level crazy. It's like the Eskimos who eat loads of fish and stuff. Um, and then sort of three to one is about optimal for a Western population. And I was 16 to one. So mine was pretty high. Yeah. Um, which again, I mean, I supplement omega three fish oils quite heavily yeah. and I was still totally off with that. So, I mean, these are totally unrelated to being vegan because these were before I started, but interesting <laughs> nonetheless. Um, so then in my, in my afterbloods, all the markers of protein went down which is interesting considering I was trying to hit my protein, but back to that comment I made about recovery being poorer. So all the markers of protein metabolism um, went down, my urea went down um, and everything else. Do you think that could have been a digestion thing? Could that have been, you were hitting the same numbers you think, but obviously with all the amount of fiber, um, you know, both soluble and insoluble that your body had to digest and the amount of effort it would have taken your body to digest that food whether more was potentially lost in not being digested. Very, very possibly. Absolutely very possibly. But I think as well as that, I was probably eating less mm. um, and just less, um, less variety um, of protein. I mean, nothing can beat for, for protein variety, amino acid variety, you can beat meat, you know, um, it's interesting so, though that you were still hitting, like you said, you were still probably, you know, the predominant source was probably pro- pea protein shakes, right? From what I saw yeah. of you, and yeah, they yeah. still had a decent amino acid profile of the BCAA. So it seems that even if you had those, say, two or three shakes a day that were okay, maybe the rest of it, it wasn't, uh, you know, as on point. Whereas if you're having three whey shakes during a day and then three lots of meat, say, during a day, which is my, my, what you might have, you were probably getting half the amount of good servings, and then the other, the other three meals maybe just weren't that great yeah. in terms of the protein yeah the amino acid profile i mean exactly that because mm. it was just instead of having an overabundance of protein it was just probably the bare minimum by the book but not actually enough apparently according to the numbers but i wonder whether i would adapt to that as in you know i would adapt to the digestion there and that would improve over time um, or whether my diet would improve, as in my vegan skills would improve over time. I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's certainly possible. I just don't think it's necessary. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so in terms of my post-vegan bloods, all the, pro- all the protein markers went down. Interestingly, my cholesterol all went up. Um, but the 
healthy cholesterol went up to even higher than normal so that's really really good and then both the bad cholesterols went up a little bit but were both still within normal so overall my ratio was probably better but they all went up which is interesting um and what was also very interesting was my vitamin b12 in four weeks went down um which is a big marker it's a big thing that the vegan sort of people look out for is their vitamin b12 um and mine mine literally went down in four weeks now it was still well within normal but that was four weeks and i was taking a three three times a day multivitamin um during that time so you know that's a very very pertinent point for people who want to go vegan is vitamin b12 is uh, a big one to keep an eye out an eye out on um my omega-3 ratio went down significantly omega-6 to 3 ratio uh, and that's an interesting one because i didn't expect that so omega-3s you get from oily fish and actually plant sources of omega-3s are much less effective um and whereas omega-6s the bad the inflammatory um omegas come from plant sources like soy oil and vegetable oil so actually i would have expected being vegan not to have changed my or you know made it worse but actually it, it improves i mean what what i have to say about all of these blood tests is this is a four-week period it's really really short and a lot of these markers will will vary up and down almost daily probably daily so you know you have to take these results with a pinch of salt but you know given the context you can make some interesting observations certainly um and then going back to vitamin d i tripled my dose of vitamin d um and it went up to 86 in four weeks so from 78 to 86 which is now approaching um optimal (laughs) super amazing um so i mean overall there was nothing hugely surprising on my on my blood test everything i mean it was healthy before it was healthy afterwards a few of the protein markers went down what we can conclude from that i don't know vitamin b12 is the big one for people who want to go vegan and i mean cholesterol um, all the cholesterol markers went up and i'm not i can't work out the significance of that because mine were healthy beforehand but um yeah um, i suppose well yeah sorry go on no, I just, I just think it's, like I said, I think even in four weeks, I would imagine that a lot of people would kind of say that they would see improvements or feel a lot better. And I think it's interesting that you said, you know, that you felt a lot better. Um, even though your recovery maybe wasn't as great, you still felt pretty good. And it's interesting yeah. that there's not a huge amount of change in someone's bloods necessarily that can make them feel that much better, if that makes sense. You'd expect maybe a lot of those things to have changed for you to then have felt a lot better um and it's just interesting because you know just to say oh they were kind of normal and like not a huge amount changed but yet you said you felt the benefits of it and felt a lot better um you know energy wise and whether that was because you obviously you were kind of dying and had a bit more energy from carbs and stuff is is kind of one thing but then also you kind of know i think you you, you'll know whether that's kind of because of the the diet you're on or if it was just because of the macro makeup. And I guess you've been dieting long enough to know what it feels like when you just have extra carbs or whether it's just a case of you feel better, whether you wake up just feeling better. Um, So I just think, I just think it's interesting that nothing really showed that increase in feeling better. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And actually an interesting point, the first week I felt diabolical. I felt horrendous. Um, And people talk about all the, 
evil spirits being flushed out and all this. And, you know, I, I, again, as a scientist, I'm like, this could be due to a million reasons, but that was undeniably how I felt that first week. I felt like crap. Um, but then I did feel much, much better, you know, towards the end of it, uh, which was, which was very, very interesting. I mean, I suppose my, my biggest observations overall are that you can do athletically whatever you want as a vegan it is possible that all the um, nutrients are available there was a, a an article i saw about lewis hamilton going vegan and whether it would affect his his racing or something yeah there was he, they were they were saying it's well i think his nutritionist or mercedes nutritionist they were just like i don't agree with it basically he's he's doing what, it what, what the hell didn't he he was just like um, he's doing it at the stupidest time of the year like all this shit and realising that unlike Emil so Emil went pretty much cold turkey straight into it Lewis Hamilton's been verging down that road for the last six to nine months I, f- I believe it is if he they because I actually read the article and it was just obviously it was a clickbait blah 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 but he was like yeah I've been starting to cut out certain things blah 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 don't eat meat Oh, I've, I've only been eating fish, blah, blah, blah. So he's gradually going there anyway. So I didn't, I was like, he's, he's doing all right right now. I, I can't imagine just doing a little one more step is going to take anything. And I'm sure he's a smart guy. So he's going to be hitting his macronutrients anyway. Um, so it was, it was just very odd. I don't know whether, it, I'm sure it wasn't his uh, um, Mercedes nutritionist that was given an opinion. It was probably just some random person they've just employed, right? Uh, they, they'll, they'll disagree. Let's talk to them. So, yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I can't see any reason why it would. It's possible. I mean, you don't want to go cold turkey in the middle of a vital season because that's just stupid because there's so much to take on. But if he's been doing it for months, it's probably, you know, that last one chicken breast that you eat once a week is now out and you're fully vegan, you know. Um so, yeah, I, I think you can achieve anything you want to as a vegan, but it's a lot more difficult. And then conversely, for optimal health, I don't think 100% vegan is the way to go necessarily. I think maybe 80 or 90% single ingredients, uh, plant-based foods, and then maybe 10% um, well, well-reared animal products is probably optimal for health. Um, which effectively boils down to eat more veg, which you know my mum's been telling me for years. <laughs> it's funny. I just don't. I just never. Whenever I hear the arguments, and and obviously I, I don't wish to ever go vegan or anything like that. But I just don't understand how, just from an evolutionary point of view, that we can think that not having meat is some way optimal to our health when we've survived this long on earth and we're the top of the food chain and we're the most intelligent animal. Like, I just think it's, it just make it just baffles me. I don't understand how people can honestly hand on heart go, no, we're supposed to be vegan when we've survived this far and through what, you know, whatever ages of man and we've killed animals and we've eaten them and we've, and we've thrived and we're now here. Like, I just find it odd that, all of a sudden we would just go, Oh no, that's bad for us now. Um, it doesn't kind of, you know, without all the science and the data, it just, just from a common sense point of view, doesn't quite make sense to me. Um, but anyway, before I get all political and talk about that sort of shit, um, Emil, some questions. So what for you was the most surprising food that wasn't vegan? So something that you picked up expecting maybe it to be vegan and you were like, shit, that's not vegan. I can't eat it. What's the sauce? What's the sauce? Has anchovies in it. Is it? 
Oh. Ridiculous. But I wonder how many people are like vegan. They're like, oh yeah, I'm all vegan, man. And then they're just sitting there with a Worcester sauce on their corn chips. Well, like Worcester sauce like crisps without the same flavour in them. They measure like... They've probably got animal fat in them. No, no, actually, I don't know. I mean, the thing is with this whole vegan thing is there's things with animal products in them which vegans will avoid. And then there's also these like at risk of offending people super vegans who like won't eat oreos because oreos there is a risk of cross-contamination within the factory which produces oreos so if you look on the oreo website oreos are this food which sort of in the media are vegan oreos are vegan great but on the website it specifically says that they are not vegan because of this risk of cross-contamination so there might not be any animal products in them but there is a risk of it therefore people won't eat them imagine that not only not only being vegan you can't even enjoy an oreo like wow so things like yeah so i mean i i didn't go that far so you know because again according to the vegan society which is like i don't know the council who rules it or something I don't know, anyway. <laughs> the, the cult. Did, did you That's have to the I'm, I'm pretty sure you had to speak before them before you <laughs> ordained right yeah <laughs> all right cool, they yeah. anointed me with a, oh, a, a sapling yes. <laughs> um no they so they they say that you're allowed to have medicines even though medicines are tested on animals and that's the one sort of big caveat but then there's this whole sort of gray area of things which can or cannot be used um the other two sort of things which I've not really worked out are honey, which you can't have. Made by bees? Maybe they see yeah. bees that's like slave labour for bees? Exactly that. Exactly that. Okay, cool. um, <laughs> and eggs. And again, same reason. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, those, those uh, I mean... Well, I suppose eggs are technically, you could class them as baby chickens, right? But no, they're not. They're periods. They're, 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 they're baby periods. Okay, cool. They're chick But then, uh, but then the honey I can thing. See the, I, I can see the problem with that though. Like, I can see that that comes like but, like from the animal, right? Whereas, whereas it's waste. honey, honey, but honey though. That's I'm trying to hone in on the honey bit. Yeah. The, the honey one's more ridiculous to me as well. The egg, the, the egg thing, because I can see if it was fertilized or whatever. That that is like the, the shell of becoming a chicken or whatever. Because that's, the, that's honey, from the, our honey is, the honey is the pollen like food like the pollen <laughs> like so it's a plant it's almost yeah. coming from plants so like, that's okay don't bees eat honey yeah but it's, it's it's exactly that it's the bees food made for the bees it's like cow's milk is made for then the cow you can see the same about plants that they're oh, the other animals like... foods this is where I, this is why i don't <laughs> vegans because there's too many loopholes that they're trying to exploit here <laughs> so i didn't make this shit up this is literally what i've what I've learned and come to discover and, and actually worked out that there are different levels of vegan as in, I don't know, some vegan, different vegans will draw lines at different levels and some people will go like raw vegan and only eat raw food. And some people will be like, I'm a vegan, but I'll eat Oreos. Um, and then some people will eat eggs and honey and they're kind of vegetarians. Hmm. There's there's too many, no, there's too many little, that's little, it. Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> there's too many. There's too many little loopholes for me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Too many categories. Thing. It's just no. vegan. Just cut it out. Just. What no. is um? <laughs> what's the best vegan food that you still now continue to eat? That you that you you know that you kind of rediscovered on your vegan. Yeah. Like beans, without a shadow of a doubt, beans are the best thing in the world. Like, oh, I, I kind of. 
but yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I used to, I used to eat them before. Like you put a tin of red, you know, kidney beans in your chili, and that was it. It just wasted macros effectively. You like, I could just eat lean mints and have more ice cream later. Um, but then actually, I, I ate whole meals of beans because I never bothered looking at beans as in what was in them because I had my protein from mince meat, so I didn't need to care what was in the beans. And then I looked at beans and I was actually like, again, leucine amino acid profile was all pretty good. So, I mean, the only issue is that they're attached to loads of carbs, but if you use them as a protein and carb source, then it's the same as, you know, chicken and, and mash. Um, and they're huge volume, loads of fiber, really, really healthy. So yeah, beans. Um, and the thing is, it's not just like beans, like beans. There's like, so I've discovered millions of different types. <laughs> Clearly. Um, again, yeah, yeah. I went on Sainsbury's and just bought like four tins of each. Um, I could I could talk beans <laughs> for a long time. But yeah. yeah, no, they're great. We'll say, save that for the bean cast, mate. Um, so on my point of view, I wanted to know a little bit more about your training whilst you're onto it. Because what, what did you, how did you feel psychologically ramping yourself up to training? Was there any kind of thing where you felt, obviously the first week you felt like shite. So did you have any problem getting, getting yourself psyched up for anything? Obviously, you, you, you train pretty hard. I've seen like videos of you training, whatever, and there's a reason why you got a lot of muscle mass. So was throughout the weeks, was, was there any an issue like, oh, shit, I really want this? Or was, 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 your, was your kind of psyche going off to tangents and you're thinking, oh, I can't like, kind of concentrate, I need to go and eat something or eat something that I really want to? No, no, it was absolutely fine. I mean, surprisingly so. Again, because I had perhaps more carbs, I was I was actually really, really, um, I had loads of energy and my strength went up, whatever that means. I felt strong. I was lifting more than I had in previous weeks. Um, again, it's difficult to define as a scientist, but I, that, was, that was what happened. Um, my training partner, Tom Blackman, um, incessantly reminded me of my vegan endeavors and <laughs> incessantly trolled me about everything. I mean, I think he put more effort into my vegan month than I did. Um, so training with him, I was driven to be, you know, beat him at things. So that, that might've been a psychological factor, but no, I mean, I, I didn't, the, the training was no issue. If anything, it was, it was better for that brief period. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just. Yeah, I mean, you probably got the personality of where it was another hurdle to overcome, essentially. Yeah. And you were like, "No, I'm not gonna let it affect me. I'm gonna fucking twat it like hell and be like, yeah. yeah, I can train on this. That's cool.'" And there was the confidence that I was hitting. You know, I was having enough protein. I was having loads of carbs. I I couldn't. I couldn't see any reason why my training should be affected. Um, sort of analytically looking at it, I was like, "Well, I'm yeah, as you say, smash it." <laughs> What was the one food that if you could add to it, you would be able to stick to a vegan diet for a very, very long time? Don't it's say, interesting. If you say meat, no. then... Uh, then no, no, no. no. <laughs> As in like beef or chicken or... It's, it's, not, it's not meat at all. So many people said to me, do you miss meat? And, and it, it, it was funny. It wasn't even meat. It wasn't like, oh, I really fancy a big juicy steak or anything. It was things like a lot of normal food has either dairy or eggs in it so that that gets rid of huge sort of swathes of food um so i mean i I don't eat a huge amount of dairy anyway because i use almond milk unsweetened almond milk so i don't drink milk um i don't i mean whey protein i replaced quite happily with pea protein so that wasn't a huge issue it was kind of the trace dairy 
Um, again, cheese, I love cheese, but I, I don't eat a huge amount of cheese on diet for obvious reasons. So it's probably eggs as, as the one biggest thing I missed, sort of eggs for breakfast, because breakfast is that sort of difficult one to get protein in, and eggs are kind of the classic go-to. So eggs and egg whites, and I literally think vegan plus eggs and egg whites, because that's your animal protein, would be a, you know, a really, really strong combination. So vegetarian then you can go? I reckon so. I mean, I reckon so. I mean, an interesting, uh, an interesting one there is is eating out. You know, there are plenty of vegan options. Um, funnily enough, you might have to modify things. But if I was like as a continuation, I would eat meat out because of the, the, the tasty food and lots of options. But at home, I wouldn't go out of my way to to eat meat. I mean, that that's one of the big things I think I took away from it is I don't need to eat meat for every single meal. Um, I can. There are lots of other sources. I've got, you know, corn in my fridge now. I'll, I'll eat corn tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, eating out, I'll probably eat meat because it, there's just much more, many more options. But um, at home, yeah, neither here nor there. Interesting. Are there any good vegan protein bars? Um, it's, I, didn't really, I didn't really get into protein bars as a, as a vegan because basically all protein bars have way in them well we tried one once and it was tasted like dirt it literally might have just well yeah. might as well have just been soil it was <laughs> awful like a bit of blueberry twang it to it that was nowhere near fucking, anything like blueberries fucking vile yeah. so i mean disgusting. if you've i don't know if you've tried pea protein but pea protein yeah. tastes a little bit earthy yeah, but does. actually is quite nice um and sort of my september order from reflex i, I ordered more pea protein you know i, I can have any protein i want and i, I genuinely ordered pea protein i thought actually i quite like it it does taste earthy it does taste natural for want of a better word <laughs> um sure if you mix some banana and peanut butter in there though it wouldn't not really know well and you know it's, it's actually quite nice um but in terms of protein bars I, i'm a bit of a protein bars are a bit of a trigger food for me as in i eat them by the box so <laughs> i avoid them at the best of times and i, I didn't i wasn't hugely keen on on vegan protein bars to be perfectly honest but the protein uh, powder was good though i i like the pea protein i like as i said i'm still using it now mm, I, that's enjoy it. I mean the thing is i've got no reason to stick to pea protein like there's no there's no benefit you know it's not that it costs more or costs less or anything i just have decided to kind of continue with it mm. it might change but <laughs> um did you um did you have to explain yourself to anybody Kind of when people asked, what was the most annoying? What did you? Well, he told everyone as soon as he walks into the room, <laughs> I'm, I'm vegan. Oh, hi, I'm vegan. Excuse well, me, I'm vegan. I think I think obviously, like obviously, you're vegan for a month, but uh, you told friends and family. Was there any kind of weird, I don't know, socially awkward situations with it, or was that you could you could delve around that? So obviously, eating out, you said, did you eat out? Did you go any parties? Was there anything like that that was kind of annoying? Well, I mean, none of it was annoying. I, you know, I've been eating out of Tupperware for years now, so yeah. I've kind of done all the um, awkward conversations, and everyone at work and anywhere else knows that I'm going to be eating something odd, so they didn't really pay me much attention. But, <laughs> um, uh, like, Tom, again, my training partner, did a very good job of informing the whole local area that I was vegan, as I said, more than I, more than I did. So, I mean... I went out for food in Nando's the first week of being a vegan and I forgot I was vegan um, because, yeah, it wasn't really a thing. And then someone sitting outside Nando's said, 
oh, how's the vegan diet going? And I was like, shit. <laughs> um, and then I walked into Nando's. I then realized, ordered something vegan. And the person behind the till said, how's the vegan diet going? And I was like, well, that makes it easy for me. I'm not allowed anything. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I went to a party as a vegan. That was shit. Um, the Wasn't it vegan, barbecue? It was a barbecue. <laughs> It was a barbecue. Um, I, I remember. I remember Emil texting to our team box WhatsApp group. He's like, "I'm at a barbecue," and he just put like, "Fuck my life." He just sent us a picture of a bread roll with peppers on, and he couldn't <laughs> have butter on his bread roll. He just had raw peppers and a fucking bread roll on a plate, and we were all in stitches. Just That's like he's at a barbecue. Like he could have cleaned up normally. <laughs> just like, just imagine the invite going round and just be like, Emil's like, "Bring your own food." Emil just like walks in with like a broccoli to chuck on. It's like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the, the barbecue was was dire. I mean, the thing is, there was a variety of salads, so I couldn't have the coleslaw. I couldn't have um, any well any of the salads apart from one without any dressing or anything. So yeah, peppers. And then there was a massive pile of bread rolls, all buttered. Couldn't have any of those. So I was literally scrabbling for like the packets to get plain bread rolls out, and it was just like that. Said I could drink vodka, so I did. Um, vodka is vegan. Oh yeah, that's an interesting insight. Dan won't ask that question. What alcohols was that? It could you drink? Was uh, it just well? So I was told that. I mean, the thing is, wine is is from grapes, and and beer is from hops and things. So they're all inherently plant based, but yeah. a lot of them will have animals. Some you know, like the whole Oreo. Uh, yeah. Oreo gates they'll have some sort of animal you know involved in the process so you do need to check with alcohol but absolute vodka was vegan I specifically checked that um, yeah so that, that was that night so <laughs> vegans can still get pissed so there you go they, okay. can, they can indeed they can indeed <laughs> but I mean I, I sort of made an effort to go out with um, people who are vegan for food and things to vegan restaurants around Bristol and Cardiff so um, that was that was pretty straightforward. I mean, as I said, a lot of people know who, who I sort of interacted with know me for doing stupid shit like this. So it was it was just the next thing that I was up to. Basically, <laughs> I got the most shit I got from Tom Blackman and Team Box. To be fair, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of expected <laughs> that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, so Emil kind of expected it as well. You can't say he didn't expect it. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, have we got any more vegan questions or we can go on to some... Uh, well, actually serious more. ones. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Did we I mean, covered, covered like, the best and worst thing about being vegan? Um, best thing was all the females sliding into his DM. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing was probably all the blokes sliding into his DM. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of it covered, really. We touched on that, but... Um, I mean, the best thing has to be the volume of food and eating uh, a shitload of veg. Um, I mean, that's a very uh, nutritionist argument, but it, you know, it, it is solid and it is good from that from that point of view. The worst thing was just the the, the politics and the and the you know randomness about it and like the the pointless things that you couldn't consume because of you know whiffs of animal products. Um, and, and, you know, having to watch what the health and that, that was probably the worst thing, actually. <laughs> one, of the things that, yeah, one of the things that always gets me about vegans is when they make food to taste like a meat 
food or like it's they make a bacon. sausage or a burger oh. and it's like like you saw i'm sure you told me about it it was like pulled pork yeah. i'm like pulled pork style like vegan food and i'm like how do you even know what that tastes like for one and two why do you want it to taste like that because yeah. you you don't want that and and like sausages is a bit different because it's more the shape i suppose but things like why call it a burger why not call it like a patty or like a veg like it's just weird how they try and make it all sound like meaty and like you know like chicken pieces like the corn chicken pieces like yeah. no they're not they're just blocks pieces pieces just corn pieces tofu pieces. <laughs> yeah it's weird. No, I, I, that that really that did bemuse me i mean and i try to av- i like i tried those things but i tried to avoid them like i don't want pulled pork flavored and look alike you want pulled pork yeah. yeah well yeah or i just want my whatever vegan op- there is so things like corn mince was fine because it's literally minced corn that made sense to me but corn chicken nuggets or corn chicken fillets were just fucking stupid pardon me um and you know likewise with with bacon and all this kind of stuff it's just like i wasn't i wasn't fussed or interested i mean bean burgers again is that a shape thing again bean pucks i don't know but anyway those are great but everything which was you know like the pulled pork that was literally the one it was like this isn't a shape. This is literally, it tastes, mm. no, it doesn't taste like pulled pork in the slightest. It just, tr- you can see they're trying to make it taste like pulled pork and look like pulled pork and like move like pulled pork. And that's, 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 that's literally because like the marketing guys for pulled pork have done incredibly well over the last 10 years, clearly. And the vegan marketing guys have been like, they've got it shit hot. Well, let's try and tag on to and get some pulled pork. There'll be some brisket yeah. kind of thing. Or like, yeah, let's yeah. make some stringy sort yeah. of barbecue sauce String thing and put it, in, put it in some bread and we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair play to try and tag on, but yeah. Very strange. Very, very, very strange. Anyway, enough of the vegan stuff. We do, we do have vegan listeners, so we're not going to bash it too much. It, obviously, you know, as you found, it was interesting, insightful, useful. Um, you know, we do have a few people who are vegans, but they're not the um, the militant kind. They are um, normal I mean, people. Yeah, good. If, if they wouldn't be listening to our podcast at all. No, they wouldn't. No. Um, <laughs> so we'd be all right. Um. But yeah, moving on to the um, onto the normal questions that we ask every single guest. Um, I think we need to cover these because we're kind of been going on for a while now. Um, I actually don't know the answer to this question. Um, so I'll ask you this question. What is your favorite burger topping? You can have whatever you want on a burger. What would you choose? A normal burger, not a vegan burger, a beef burger. So to clarify, because Phil Lerney uh, took issue with this question, um, you're allowed more than one topping. Oh, yeah, allowed um, as much as you And... If you, uh, yeah, even even when we said that, uh, Emma, she she oh. still balls it up. So yeah, useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting one. I mean, cheese is a no-brainer to go with the whole vegan month thing. Um, <laughs> Don't say no. beans. If you say beans, <laughs> no, 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 not beans. I mean, probably cheese, relish, onion ring, and jalapeno. Um, oh, okay, it's pretty. Pretty solid combination. It's pretty I think, good. Mate. I think I mean, actually, I haven't, I haven't talked about my. Uh, I went to um, some burger place down Brick Lane, just in Oldgate, just around the corner, and band of burgers. And you can make your own burger. And Dan, I had a peanut butter burger, like peanut butter on top of it, with bacon. Incredible. Every it was fucking amazing. Like, yeah, incredible. It was so good. 
Ever uh, since Tony Gentlecourt said that, I'm sorry. all I've wanted is one of them. It's great. Like, Band of Burgers, if you're in London, there's a couple, of, there's in Camden, Oldgate, okay, need to get sponsored clearly, but go there because you can create your own burger. It's only like 10 quid. It's amazing. Double it up and you can put anything you like on it that's within that, their realms. There was some weird shit that somebody else did. I can't, some, one of my other mates put, because um, you've got to, if it's on the menu, uh, maple syrup all over it, which is it was pretty good, but it just yeah, drips. Yeah. But maple syrup just kind of drips out straight away. Mm. It wasn't a good kind of I don't know consistency for a burger. Peanut butter, amazing. I did yeah, actually. Put, I went peanut butter with jalapenos because I, I was like yes. that'd be an interesting mix. It was good. It was good. But yeah. Anyway, burger update are done. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Any um, um moving on and to then- yeah. You don't. You don't really like milk. You don't really like milk, so you can't really ask for what you'd have milkshake. a milk. What milkshake you'd have with it? I, I do milkshakes. Um, Pea protein. Any milkshake. any milkshake. Again, anything you want in it. What milkshake you have with it? Peas. Yeah. Pea milkshake. <laughs> um, I tell you what. I had. It's not. It's not Malteser, but you know the malt Ooh. from Malteser. Yeah. It's incredible. Like I had it in one of those kind of like freak shake milkshake places, and like just that with you know, any number of chocolatey additions like chocolate Snickers in, chocolate Oreo in, um, chocolate and Maltesers in, um, just like the same as my ice cream, just chocolate, 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 all different varieties, chuck it all on top, more on top. You, you can't have enough. Like I like foods, but like desserts, you have to pin me down and drag me away. I thought you were going to say olive oil in there for a minute, but did you see the video I put in the group the other day? Yeah. That's one for boxy. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, you're going to have to give the context there, Emil, as to what you should be in the front mandates. So, you know, in, in as you might have gathered, I do stupid shit in sort of experiments. And back in the day in 2011, I bulked the strongman. And you know how people say I can't eat enough foods to grow. I thought that was a load of bollocks. So I, I, I made myself eat enough food and I systematically ate 6,000 calories a day for like three years. Um, and at that point, food gets really, really boring. You don't want to eat food. Like you, I was doing it dirty, dirty bulk. Um, and yeah, I was eating everything and anything and I didn't want anything or anything. I was just trying to get the, the food in and olive oil was a staple, um, basically because it was a shitload of calories, 125 calories in a tablespoon of olive oil, put four of those in a shake, in a mass shake use whole milk and you've got near enough a 2000 calorie shake um yeah no i couldn't do it it did so that video that i was talking about was literally the first video i ever did on youtube and it was me um mixing up olive oil in a cup with chocolate milk to stop you having to experience the texture and then downing it oh brilliant yeah brilliant that Why would, yeah that's that's true no, it's just yeah so when people tell me, like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I eat loads of food and I can't get bigger, I'm like, you're lying, <laughs> basically. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Very fair. Cool. Um, in essence of being a trainer, what's your favourite – let's go your bodybuilder. So favourite machine-based exercise? I mean, bodybuilding is, like, my last, like – Three years of yeah, kind of a... that's where you sit now, though. Yeah. Favorite? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting one, actually. I've never really considered a favorite machine. I mean, my favorite all-time exercise is, is the squat. Um, like, 
all my old sort of like I've got it on the back of this. I think does it say squat much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says squat much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of machine, oh, I don't know. I really like the leg extension. Um, uh, it's a boring machine, but most machines are quite boring. Um, yeah, <laughs> agree. I like the, yeah. I quite like the preacher curl. I suppose. Before that. Dan's just like, mm, uh. I knew he'd pick a leg exercise. He's just, he's just weird in the head. <laughs> I, 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 was, I thought it might have been hamstring curl machine, to be fair. But, yeah. you know, because he just loves training legs, he's just sadistic. I love hamstrings. The hamstring curl machine is a good one, but there are better hamstring exercises. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the prone like hamstring curl is great, though, as a machine. It is, it is good. I mean, the thing is, it's one of the only sort of knee hinge hamstring movements where you can alter the load easily yeah. so you have to do it every time you train hamstring um but yeah yeah i love hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite uh favorite vegan celeb that you uh, researched when you were going through oh wow <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't really do sickly <laughs> i mean aren't most celebrities vegan these days you didn't you, what you mean you didn't start like following loads of instagram vegans I, I did follow like I, I I followed a load of Instagram vegans, but a lot of it was very um, political, um, boring, and, and ethical. And I was just like, uh, I you know I, I know what to do. I had uh, to be fair. So the fit vegan chick on Instagram was is my mate's missus, and she's a, a nutritionist and PT, and she's vegan, and she's really really sensible with it. Um, you know, she, she, she does it for ethical reasons, but she doesn't inflict it on anyone. Um, she's, she's very, and she, she was a huge sort of, uh, resource for me. Um, so I went out with, for food with her and, um, her boyfriend a few times. Um, but she was awesome and, and really, really, a really sensible take on veganism actually. So her, she's not a huge celebrity, but no, it's good enough. I'm guessing that's our Instagram handle, not just yeah, the fit the vegan. <laughs> not, yeah. not just how you reference her. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Cool. Any other questions that you are throwing at this man, Dan? I don't think so. No, I've, I've obviously seen him a little bit more often than uh, than you do. So I kind of have um, exhausted all the questions <laughs> I had that I didn't know the answer to. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's it, really. Um, you know, thanks for coming on, Emil. It's been a pleasure to have you on and explain all those things. Um, on our next podcast, we're going to explain to our listenership what's happened to Tom, because Tom, unless you've noticed, unless you haven't noticed, has turned into an absolute sugar daddy. He's now got more money than cents. <laughs> He's getting multiple TVs delivered to his gym. He's getting Uber XLs when he doesn't even need them. And he's just moved into a brand new flat overlooking the whole of London and, quite frankly, is earning far too much money. So we're going to talk about how much Tom has changed wow. as a person yeah. because he has changed. Um, so that's our whole next podcast is going to be about how Tom has changed. Um, Number one, yeah. I smashed my TV when moving uh, whatever, into my new whatever. flat. <laughs> smash their TV and then go out and buy a brand new widescreen 52-inch one and get it delivered to work the very next day, Tom. Not many people. People with Amazon Prime. Just moved people with Amazon um, Prime. That's, that's what happens. Mate, you've, got, you've, got next week, you've got next week to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's not yeah. trying. Um, but yeah, the only other thing from myself and Emil is that we have the Team Box Training Masterclass, which is on the 29th of October. Uh, in Bath or Bath 
as I keep getting told off. Keep bar. <laughs> bar. Wow. Um, so yeah, check out our website. Um, and the links to it are both in mine and Emil's Instagram, I assume. So you can check that out for more information and come and train with us and get Emil to put you through leg extensions and me to probably help you stand there and watch because I'm tiny. And <laughs> so I'll be providing the drinks for everyone. Um, so that's the next exciting thing we've got coming up. What about you, Tom? Um, exciting, not majorly. Um, I was on, if anybody follows us on Instagram, I'm sure I probably posted about it. I was on an Exos course. Um, so anybody that doesn't know who Exos are, they are, they're the shit, uh, basically of athlete performance, NFL, any kind of team based strength. Um, they have basically, they're a massive company now. Um, so maybe next podcast, I've Really should do a rundown of what I did. That, it was, that course cost like a thousand pounds. Oh, mate, that's, they, they might as well just call train did, with yeah. me. Yeah, interesting, so. isn't it? Um, it's funny. There's a pattern emerging here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got I, I got to go on it for free. Actually, third space paid for me, so it was all good. Wonderful. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give a rundown of what was happening at Exos. So if you go go look up um, a girl called Nicole Rodriguez. Um, I did speak to her on the course, and she was very willing to come on. She was teaching it. The girl can move. Fuck me. Um, obviously, she's been doing it for 12 years. She used to work for Mike Boyle, Strength and Conditioning Systems. She was there for six years, and now she works for Exos for six years. Um, she knows her stuff, um, but she's a performance coach, not a rehabber, not a bodybuilder. It was all very interesting because uh, there was obviously some... some con- conflicting views because it was it this they train athletes and they do a little bit of corporate workshops and stuff like that but they train athletes really there's zero bodybuilding involved but i'll talk about it next week because basically if you're a personal trainer i'd say listen to that because i'll break some stuff down in terms of just training clients is more of the big thing um but yeah if they're ever in the uk it's very rare that they are in the uk because we brought them in for in-house education um, but I would look at their courses. They got phase one, phase two, phase three online stuff as well. They are class. Um, and they cover all kind of span. The only thing with them, they most people who train with them train four times a week, and they get to control fucking everything about them, like recovery, diet, training. It's amazing. Um, but it's an amazing facility, and they do a lot of good stuff. You know of them, Dan. I know you do. So yeah, yeah. I looked at actually going to mm-hmm. do a potential internship there at, at one point, but then I went into football. Yeah. Uh, that was when they were athletes' performance. That was athletes um, performance. Anyway, um, Emil, um, where can people find you? I think we've always, we've tagged you in a few of our stories and stuff. But for anyone who listens, Probably, yeah. um, where can they find more out more out about you? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I am Project Goliath uh, on Instagram at Project Goliath, and um, the same on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I'm one of the team box coaches, so I'm on the website as well. There you go. That's where to find them. Um, obviously, this podcast quarter than Tuesday, straight for you on the Wednesday. Um, I guess we'll, we'll be looking at getting a few more guests on as we've had the wonderful meal. Um, if anybody wants to shout out guests at us, we'll do a little post about that, and we can we can dive into who we want to bring on. We've got a list, but we want to know who you guys want to listen to, basically. Okay. Because Tom still cares about you, even though he's a millionaire. Still caring about you. It's fine. Thanks, Dan. There we go. Good. <laughs> All right, guys, catch you next week.